1: What you say is true. The Shaolin and the Wu-Tang could be dangerous.
0: Your mother sucks big fucking elephant dicks. You got that?
1: Come on now, dog. You know I give you the mad, fat, super fly, stupid, dope, dumbass, retarded, bomb shit props? Take a big step back and literally fuck your own face!
0: I was in the Air Force years ago. I heard. 20-some years ago. <laughs>
1: back when they had... Wheelie birds?
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) One of the reasons I joined the Air Force, besides the fact that I just had no other options... (laughs) (laughs) And <laughs> you were on the
1: run from the law. I, yeah. I yeah. mean,
0: I was out of ideas.
1: <laughs> yeah, is that what they call
0: it? As a young man in my 20s, college was not going great. No. And uh, I was a fair to middling personal trainer and massage therapist. So I joined the Air Force and I got tuition assistance Dope. as part of my enlistment deal.
1: Yeah, that's a GI Bill, right?
0: And well, so there's, there's three the things. Bill. There's tuition assistance, which you get while you're in college. Or okay. while you're in the military, you can go to college and they pay for a okay. huge chunk of it. Okay, you get your Montgomery GI Bill, which you can use after ten years. I mean, you can use it during if you oh, like. If okay. you actually get into a decent school, which, which I'm in the Air Force. I, yeah, yeah. Thanks. I know. I I never got that letter back from Duke. <laughs> 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 yeah, and <laughs> per, then per dude never called. And then they also had a student loan payment pro- program. They would okay. pay off X amount of your student loans, right? And the last time I checked in the Air Force, that number was ten thousand right? dollars, right? So, Aaron, yeah, we've had a big week, yeah, in uh, the Twitterverse. And and, uh, And
1: our actual reality.
0: And uh, our actual reality. Yeah. Talk to me about that.
1: Um, Luckily, I took out a student loan 10 days ago for exactly $10,000.
0: Huzzah! So suck it, nerds.
1: (laughs) Um, As you all know, and if you don't, you don't pay attention to anything, which is fine. I get it. People are busy. Uh, Biden signed into effect that... Um, We will be offering student loan forgiveness up to $10,000 and with certain circumstances up to $20,000 for Pell Grant recipients. Uh, Pell Grants are government grants given to people. It used to be they constituted 80% of the total loans. They now constitute Probably about two-thirds, just to be honest, uh, over the last few years. Still, a huge amount of people have Pell Grants or student loans um, through the government. They're not private. He decided it would be a good idea before the midterms, which, I mean, we're going to get into it a little bit. I thought he was going to save this for 24 prior to the presidential election, but he figured let's go we've been on a run let's just do it they've obviously had this in play for since the administration got in they've been devising the game plan on how to roll this out this has been happening for a while he didn't wake up a few days ago and decide this so essentially what it does is forgives ten thousand dollars of loans for students um Once you dig into the numbers of what this means, uh, being that this loan forgiveness will be for 90% of the loan, upwards, 87 to 90% of the loan forgiveness will be for people making under $75,000 a year. Correct For people over $125,000 a year, this doesn't apply to them, right? So you're you are i am sure everybody's been hearing oh we shouldn't have done that it's going to cause this it's going to cause that most of it is bullshit and talking points and fox news bullet points that they're trying to scare everybody about this before the election truth be told uh This is a very good thing. Um, It not only gives people that, it reduces the loan payback and caps it to where it can only be 5% of your income.
0: Which is huge.
1: uh, Which is huge. You're talking about people that are paying like $1,000 a month less than what they were paying yesterday. That's huge for anybody who's earning under $75,000, which is most of us. It's most of America, let's be honest. This is not going to affect middle class people and poor people negatively. That's a talking point. We are still working out how this is going to get paid back. It may result in increased taxes for some people, but the people that it's increasing taxes on, people $50,000 and under, it's going to be a nominal amount. It's not going to be a huge amount. For people in the next tax bracket, it's going to cost more. And for people in the final tax bracket, it's going to cost even more. That's fine. That's how taxes should work. Progressive
0: taxation. Yeah, it's
1: progressive taxation. Go figure. Um, You're going to hear a lot of the people like Ben Shapiro, Tucker Carlson, the usual punditry talking heads, Sean Hannity. I like to just call them the grifters. The people who are disingenuous, who know exactly what they're saying and don't believe a word of it. They know this is just simply going to help middle class and poor people. That's all that's going to help. It's not going to help rich people because they don't need the help. Um, it's going to alleviate a lot of pressures off people. It's going to outright wipe out loans for people. Um, there's upwards of 90, I think I saw the, the, the figure was 90 to 95% of black people who have dropped out of college still owe money. Um, you forget that people take out student loans, go for a year and then drop out and still need to pay those student loans back. I'm not saying that's wrong, You made a contract, you decided to do something, and you didn't follow through with it. Should those people be penalized for the rest of their life? Probably not. This is not going to affect people negatively. We may pay a little bit more in tax, depending on your tax bracket, at the end of the year. But all in all, this simply gives relief to millions. Right. I said it with an M. Millions of people. And again, like Bobby alluded to right before the midterms, probably not a bad idea uh, just from a strategic standpoint for the Democrats.
0: And that's a little bit of a cynical viewpoint on it, you know, thinking that, well, this is just a, a positional move to get yourself ready for the midterms. Yeah. And and first of all, I'm okay with that. If it's something that actually is a beneficial program that's going to help people I'm okay with that. And it's, you watch the talking points from the other side, and obviously everyone got the facts, and I'm convinced they all still use faxes on that side of the aisle. <laughs> yeah, they really they, do. Um, they all got the talking <laughs> points delivered to them. It's like, I don't know how many right wing punditry fucking Twitter nerds were just saying, like, oh, so I guess it's okay for plumbers and welders to pay for it's not what's people happen. getting you know their gender studies degrees, and, which and is such honest, a nonsense, bullshit, asshole it, fucking thing to say.
1: Any plumber I know makes over one hundred twenty-five grand a year, so go fuck yourself. Yeah, um, yeah we're going to have to pay for it. The same way we pay for roads, the military. We pay for a lot of things. That's being part of a democratic society. It's a social contract. If you want to live here, you pay a certain amount of money to live here so we can function and we can enjoy all those things that you think America is great for and right. about. It's it's not that difficult. I think the end result in this, and I don't know if I've heard anybody talk about this, but that loan forgiveness, just because you do that increases spending, Yes, which is what we want which creates revenue which creates revenue however it can lead to inflation yes overspending leads to inflation that's why we got that's why we got popped after the pandemic people were money rich and cash cash rich so they went out and bought a lot of things and because of that the prices went up which is an indicative indicator of inflation well so it there's a little bit of smoke and mirrors from a business standpoint sure how this works all in all this is helping poor people get out of debt for instance rex she has 80 plus grand of student loans because she works the at the place she works she's going to qualify for over $20,000 in debt relief which me, and it also gets capped at the 5%. So instead of her student loans being $600 a month, which is untenable, it's going to go down to $149 a month. So now you have all these people that couldn't pay back their student loans because of the decreased, um, you know, um, what what they want you to pay, the decreased expectancy they're going to start paying back their student loans because they only owe X amount or Y amount. So it will generate revenue back to those financial institutions. So it's it's a multi-edged, multifaceted argument. I realize people are scared because that's a lot of money that isn't coming into the government anymore and they have to make it up some way. Um, but I think ultimately, it, it's, it's a step towards us understanding that the poor and middle class of this country that have been beat up for the last 40 years might see a little bit of relief.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, and i that's the hope. Right. Obviously, we don't know how this is going to play out. We not are, necessarily. We're we not here to advocate. We're here to try and talk about what we've read and what we think is actually happening. It's funny you bring up the pandemic. The, the White House Twitter feed has been fucking savage for two days <laughs> it's crazy like they're the official white house twitter account. i heard sean moe was in charge of that Dude, now. yeah a- apparently man because like so what? <laughs> what happened post pandemic is now we're starting to get these numbers which are public numbers that politicians in government current sitting congressmen senators blah 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 took advantage of COVID regulations because they all kind of had their own side hustles. Our representative, Madam Lauren Boebert. Oh. um, I've heard of her. (laughs) Yeah. Of the uh, Gunnison... (laughs) Boberts. Boebert's. (laughs) Bears. (laughs) You know, she, for instance, you know, she had her restaurant and she took out 200, about 230 grand... PPP. In PPP loans. Yeah. All of which, every penny was forgiven. Yeah. So... She comes out and a media is like, why should anyone have to pay for these kids to get their college paid for? Her? And the White House Twitter feed is just like, oh, OK, well, this is the exact dollar amount that you took out. So why don't you PPP give it back? Line. So their taxpayers are paying for you to get bailed out of your fucking now failed restaurant. Right. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Same fucking thing. Same fucking thing. Sean Hannity. Hannity um, uh, Matt Gates. I mean, Not, all okay. the usual suspects. Dude,
1: Steven Crowder, all the most of you guys. Local opponents yes.
0: to giving middle class families a little bit of a nudge. Yeah. Took, I mean, the Catholic Church alone. Yeah. $3.5 billion. 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 With a B. A tax exempt fucking church. Right. Took out $3.5 billion in PPP loans. Yeah, that we paid for. Forgiven forgiven across the board well they're close to jesus well so of course closer than most closer all they
1: said was 10 hail marys the ppp loan was forgiven yeah let's move on with life
0: by the way jesus hates them
1: spiritu sancti
0: i mean they literally literally pray to his mom yeah and he's like what just bypass i'm the one that did the shit yeah but they got the cross you know i know it's weird no, but anyways, yeah, I, I don't I, know. Man. This I is a very ul- interesting.
1: I ultimately think that it's a, obviously my I, I know I'm a bleeding heart. I get it. It's only because I grew up middle class and I, I I never had it great. I had it good. I had food on my table and my I had rent paid by my parents Um that being said, we've never lived the "quote unquote" good life. I didn't have enough money for college. I didn't ha- I, I, I didn't even have um, a tax bracket that I was in because of my mom, where I could get grants because she made just a little bit too much as a single mom for me to get money, but not enough for her to get college. So I see people that have went out on the limb that have gotten degrees, undergraduate degrees that, let's be honest, with a BA of fucking, you know, table watching, you can't do a lot. Um, some of these degrees are a little beyond me What what exactly they're focused on. But that being said, those people went out, sought higher education, and now are going to get rewarded for such. And hopefully, down the road, this will lead for other this will lead ultimately for other young people to seek higher education because pretty soon we're going to run out of engineers and doctors because everybody wants to be a TikTok star or on American Idol. They don't want to do the things like we're going to run out of mechanics, engineers, framers, concrete guys. Like these are guys that we well, need
0: to doctors. live. Physicians. Oh, uh, well. Do you know what the- that's become a very untenable position for a lot of people because your student loans will account for, I don't know. In some cases, depending on where you go, you can walk out of medical school owing a half a million dollars. The average general practitioner makes two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. Yeah. Average. Good money, right? So
1: great money, and they will eventually pay those loans down. Um, the The thing is, what most people are saying is that why go to school? Uh, this is the right's new talking point. Why even bother? Why even? You can just go out into the world and learn your trade. The number one major declared in the last two or three years has been business. Shocker. Like we need more of those douchebags. The number two major declared is medicine. Yeah. Not just, it It could be biomedical, it could be practitioner, it could be nursing. That's the number two. You have all these guys going, just go out in the world and live practically. Okay, so what you're saying is all these young people shouldn't go to school. They should just start doing surgery. Because schooling is irrelevant, right? Yeah, now. right. It's, it's so disingenuous. It's so grifty. It's such bullshit. At the end of the day, this, what he signed into effect, will help poor and middle un- income families period end of story and if I have to pay eight hundred dollars or five hundred dollars more in taxes every year I'm willing to do that as somebody who doesn't make a hundred and twenty five thousand dollars a year so I don't know that's where I lie on it
0: yeah absolutely
1: how do you feel about it are you okay with a little bit of a tax hit if yeah, it means I that- mean yeah, I don't pay taxes. Million, because oh,
0: I'm a criminal. Sorry. No, sorry. I I do. Um, I do pay taxes. Ten ninety nine, yeah, me bitch. Ten ninety nine, that shit. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, let's let's talk about movies and shit. Are we? You want to talk go about in? booze? Let's go. Sorry talk about movies. Sorry, this ran long. It's a big deal. Though. No, it's fine. We did fifteen minutes. Not a big. Okay, deal. and
1: he also passed the chips executive.
0: Order. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You wanted to mention that. And it's,
1: that's- it's big. He did it on the same day as this. This guy, he's not, Joe's not fucking around. America will now get subsidized for making microchips, which is why all you people complaining, not getting your shit over the last year and a half because of supply chain issues and all that, we're going to be able to supplement some of those problems by paying for American oh companies God. with American jobs to create microchips. We're still going to have relationships with other countries in the world, namely China, because you have to, but it subsidizes a safety net. In case things break down, we will be able to create our own shit and keep production going. Yeah. Sounds horrible, right? Fucking Democrats. Um, How dare they? Welcome back. <laughs>
0: <laughs> to welcome Crossfire. Back.
1: <laughs> with John McLaughlin. Um, Thank you. All the 20-year-olds really got the reference. Yeah. Welcome back to the Whiskey Reel, everyone. I hope you're doing well. I really, really do. It's a beautiful day out here in Old Durangi. You know we are the whiskiest of reels and the riskiest of wheels. We are in Cloud City. It is not torrential rain at the moment. It will be after. You never know. Uh, this town be seeing some rain lately. Is all I'm saying. Um, but it's lovely. It's beautiful. We're up in Cloud City. Blake Crouch, our benefactor, is back in town apparently for a he minute, ch-
0: like a moment,
1: like literally, like forty-seven he'll, minutes. He'll
0: be back in Chicago like tomorrow.
1: Okay. Yeah. Um, he's doing his thing. Don't worry about
0: him. Okay. So he and I. People ask do, me. He and I are going to go do shots up for net later.
1: Oh, great. Let's see how it's going. I'm sure um, he will uh, tell you how Joel Edgerton doesn't want to be your friend. That's the entire conversation. That's ridiculous. Uh, (laughs) That's that's silly. (laughs) That's silly. Uh, We're in Cloud City judging all of you on this beautiful muggy day. It's a mug mug day, dude. But I hope everybody's really doing well. Sitting across the table from me is somebody thought he might be diabetic (laughs) <laughs> mere hours ago, he is not. He's fine, uh, but he thought his blood was 100% log cabin, and that's fine. But he's feeling great now. This is the wonderful, the effervescent, the illuminating, the radiating Mr. Bobbitt Van
0: Noise of the Tallahassee Van Noises. Wow, that was. I like that. You like that. I've been working on that. Yeah, we'll talk about my P later. Uh, <laughs> across the table from me, you guys, uh, this man, he is a, a father and a lover and a podcaster and a bon vivant. A bon vivant. I just
1: said that word today. Or that.
0: You know. Well, that's weird. Yeah. Um, he is a true friend, a brother in arms. He is Mr. Antonio Branderas. I love him so. Thanks, yeah. man. Yeah. You are I a, said bon
1: vivant to myself today. A bon vivant. Which is an enjoyer of life. Enjoyer of life. That's all it is. That's all it is. It's it's a good life person. It, it it's it's French, so it's backwards. So it's yes. somebody who enjoys good living. That's all it is. Bon vivant. I think we're
0: a collection of bon vivant. We
1: are. We are. It's our such listeners a, are
0: do, it's such a douchey thing to say. Yeah, it just means we like things that sound better than they are, probably. No, I think, no, it's truly, like, <laughs> like it truly means
1: a lover of good. Yeah. That's And we love is. good. That's it. We a love l- good.
0: A life liver and of gonna good And we're going to get life. into that later, like how yeah, much we, we love good and how much we hate your good. And
1: mostly hate all of what you guys like, um, which you know, is kind of what, what we you do like.
0: What? We like spirits. Yeah,
1: brother. Um, oh, by the way, speaking of spirits, in bed last night, took my anti-anxiety medication, which I do every night to go to sleep because I have a problem. And I'm la- I am lay down, Rex lays down beside me, we're in bed. We always put on, uh, this is our thing, this is really weird, but we always put on British television to put us to bed. Whether it's Father Brown or Rosemary and Time or one of my new favorites, Poirot, which is an Agatha Christie detective show, it just lulls me to sleep. The accents, the manner. I just, I just go to sleep. It's great. So we lay down. We put it on. Shut the lights off. And we got you know a little fan light combo. So I shut the light off. I put the fan on. And then we lay down. Literally a minute later, the light goes on. And we're like, okay. And I was so fucking tired. I was like, fuck you guys. Stop fucking with me. I'm turning this <laughs> light off and you're going to shut your horror mouths. And shut the light off and lay down and it didn't come back on. But that shit popped on of its own accord. Okay. Speaking of spirits, my dude. Whoa. So the ancestors run deep. At the Brandis household. No shit. Just saying. Um, the poltergeist. What? You, <laughs> eh, whatever. Tomato, tomato. Um, I like to call them ancestors. No. Yep. It seems a lot less scary. <laughs> what did you pick up today, Bobby?
0: Well, I took a shot in the dark. Um, I know for a fact that we've talked a lot about the Old Forester Distillery.
1: Well, we talked about it last week because we I changed my well.
0: Yeah. Yes. So Old Forester is a very very common well whiskey when when one goes around the world. For good bars, it is. For good bars, yeah. it is for the price, one of the nicer bourbons. 100%. 100% unoffensive.
1: 100%.
0: I You're right. Questioned myself when I was choosing this because I was trying to go back through my mental Rolodex and decide whether or not we'd actually talked about this alcohol in the podcast before. We came to the conclusion that maybe, but if we did, it would have been. It was long years enough ago that you ago. probably can't even find that episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's an archived old piece of shit where we were really drunk.
1: <laughs> you don't say.
0: So I thought we should talk about this product intelligently because uh, it. I think it's a really good product. Yeah. So this is Old Forester Kentucky Straight Rye Whiskey. Yep. Now, I looked this up. This is not strictly speaking an old Forester product. It's their oh, label. It's their Is blah, it blah, blah, MGP? Blah. This is this is MGP. This yeah. is a company out of Indiana. Indiana. That provides most of the rye whiskey on planet Earth. Yeah. Like
1: 95%.
0: Like I got news for you guys. When you go to the liquor store and you buy a rye whiskey, there's a very good chance. You're buying a product that comes out of Indiana's MGP factory. No. Whatever granted, you call it. Don't disparage it. Don't disparage explain,
1: it. Explain explain what
0: a- MGP does. They they take on so many different mash bills and products to they have the first of all, rye is a tough product to make. Oh yeah. It's a tough product to grow. It's weird. There's only X amount of places on the planet where you can actually good get good quality rye. Yeah. Um But if you want to – I hate to use the word outsource because it makes people queasy when you say outsource. But they are an outsourced product for these larger growers and these larger distilleries to provide really, really high-quality products. And they do provide really, really high-quality products.
1: Can I give a a kind of a – what I always look at MGP as. Imagine being a chef, and instead of cooking your meal, you go to another chef, and you say, here's the recipe, yep. here's the ingredients,
0: you make the meal. Yes. That's what they do, right? And what this provides for us is inexpensive rice. Yeah. That's essentially what they do. They're like, this is the percentage we want, here's... a.'" These are the grains we want in these percentages. We want it rested for this amount of time. And actually, what they, what MGP really does is provide the juice. You, you can come back and do with the juice whatever you you will, but you're not producing the juice. That's it. You might,
1: you're storing it. You're racking it.
0: Yeah, great. It's still going in your rickhouse. Yep, in your barrels. Yep. You know what I mean. You see what I'm saying. Yep. You see what we're doing here.
1: You see what we're doing here. (laughs) That was
0: weird. (laughs) Little Sean Moe. Thanks. Not.
1: Uh, What do do you think about
0: it? Well, first of all, let's talk about this because this is a 100 proof rye. Yeah. Um, It's not bottled in bond. It's nothing like it's just a straight up kind of like Knob Creek. Just a burner. Right. Like just Mm -hmm. a really high proofed rye. This is super smooth. It's very approachable, man.
1: Like I'm not gonna bullshit. We like, talk about
0: Rittenhouse a lot. That's our favorite rye, but the, in that price range,
1: Rittenhouse is so high toned. So and high also, toned. isn't it like Rittenhouse is like 108 or 112? No, it's one.
0: It's one. It's 100. It's a bottled and bond. So oh, it's, I think it's, I, it's did, a. It's sorry. My no old no befuddled. It's a hundred on the nuts.
1: It's a. It's a very linear uh, rye, Rittenhouse. This is a fat ride, dude. Ooh, like that's a, a good way to put super it. Super fat ride. It's chubby. It's chubby butts. Um and it, it you can take that by virtue of um approachability, the roundness of the liquor in your mouth. It's not laser beam, it's not like you drink it and instantly wins. Like some rise and you got to kind of get used to it. This is a fat bottom girl, dude.
0: Now there there's a negative aspect to that. Tell when me about it. it. When it comes to mixing, these more rounded whiskeys fade. They do. They don't have the reason. Rittenhouse House is the fucking Manhattan Rye on planet Earth. Right. Is because it is a fucking. It's a laser thrower, beam, and it's a laser beam is a really good way it's to A put laser it. beam. You mix it with the right vermouth. Woo, you mix it with the right bitters. Sun. Good luck fucking that up and that's why this would be a lesser product for me as a mixer 100
1: i i think this with a couple we're doing it we tried it straight because we always do that went with a couple rocks and once diluted Mm. a little bit great sipper it's literally a great porch sipper at 100 proof i know that's kind of weird it doesn't feel it by virtue of the burn by the effect um, it's not mouthy and aggressive like a Hunter Proof Booze. No. Um, it just, again, this is the old Forester fatness. Am I saying they use glycerin? I don't know. Am I saying I, they're I, using I, I, additives? I don't know. I'm a supposing, but
0: what I'm not supposing is the price. What did you pay for this? So I would generously call this. I'm guessing if you go, we we our our situation is a little strange, so sometimes it's hard to lock down what the actual price was. But I think any fucking corner store you go to, this is probably going to be around 24, 24, 25 bucks, twenty five. Which for a hunterproof, well-made
1: Kentucky straight rye Dude. is a steal. Just Total right steel. out the box. Total still. Right out the box. It doesn't have the barreling and the caramelness that you might expect from no. a Kentucky. It's a little bit flat in the ass in that ideal. When you look at the old Ofo 86, when you're looking at the the straight bourbon, that is a big butt. That is a lot of whiskey. Super it's barreling. It's round. It's barreled. It's caramel. The 100 Proof actually helps us.
0: I think it does, it too. It
1: cuts through the bullshit. It's not like those fake BBLs. Yeah. Well, they inject
0: fat in their ass. No, this is not it's that. It's not that. This is not that. It cuts right through it. I mean, you know the mouthfeel that you get when you take like a, a sip or a shot or what have you. Whatever, yeah. you're, whatever you're doing. Of Hopefully, like, we're not um, taking shots. Of I'm like a scale. four roses. Yeah. That's a big, thick. Mouthy. I always go for <laughs> Buffalo Trace. You know, that's always
1: my yeah, yeah. benchmark for fat Kentucky bourbon.
0: That is a fat Kentucky <laughs> That's a good, that's a it's good It's all that's a good caramel pour. and vanilla. Yeah.
1: Right? That's all it is. This it's is candy. a different spirit. Yeah, it is.
0: This is a wholly different spirit. But and you're going to use this for much different things.
1: I think Bobby's right. Do not make anything sophisticated. And I'm not saying a Manhattan or old fashioned is sophisticated. What I'm saying is, don't go past a highball. If you want to use this in ginger, this in ginger beer. Oh, If yeah. you want to do something like that, this would sing. Other than that... Well,
0: I'm chasing it with ginger Bucci.
1: Buchi And it is
0: really, really fucking tasty. Dude. I love the combination. That makes me think this might actually also make a really good Sazerac to get that touch oh, of... Oh, I get you. That Herbal, that's not, that that's little not a herbal, herbal call, absinthe note that's to not this not would be kind of cool.
1: The next animal I own is going to be called Boochie.
0: Boochie. Great butcher, name. Little Boochie. Great name. Where you at, Booch?
1: Where you at, Booch? <laughs> Boochie!
0: My, uh, next, my next stepchild <laughs> is going to be called Boochie.
1: Boochie? <laughs> One of the seven stepchilds he has for various reasons. Let's not get hung up. Um, anyway, go buy some uh, Ofo Old Forester
0: Kentucky Straight Ride. This is yeah. a really, really nice product. You, it's could, it's fun.
1: You could, but it's not, you could it's not sophisticated. It's not sophisticated. It's just good. It's Just good. It's like us. We're not sophisticated. We're just good.
0: We ain't. <laughs> <laughs> what you mean we ain't? Uh,
1: anywho, we we talked a lot about what we're going to talk about on the program. We came up with something
0: fun. Interesting for you. Um, also, this, this could be a little
1: divisive. I like this. This can be divisive. Oh, it's gonna be divisive. Controversial. There, <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple ways we're gonna approach this. There's a but anybody who's listened to our podcast for a long time, and by the way, go tell your friends about us. Stop being assholes. Everybody hoards us, like you know, like we're some pirates' bullion it's that true. you found in a treasure chest share us. We're straight
0: booty. I think
1: it's. <laughs> um we're not that. Share us, man. We're for all of you, please. That being said, we thought about a lot about not like people know us for being very just shitty. We will shit on you. We will shit on each other. We're very cynical. We're very like arrogant about media and what we like with music and movies and television, we thought to ourselves, what about if we talk about stuff that we love that you hate and stuff that we hate that you love? Ooh. Both of those things across the media verse. And we both of our eyes lit up and we thought, what the fuck? Let's just go for it. Let's talk about some of the stuff
0: that you guys like that we hate and vice versa. I mean, yeah, I wish we had input from some of our people. Well, to know what it's... They, but I have some pretty good ideas. We have ideas. some good We ideas. know what you guys like. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think we're going to touch on a lot of things. We're going to touch on some film, a little bit of music, maybe a TV show or something like that. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But, I, I mean, there's things that... That I love, that no one else loves, without question. Speak of which, there are things that I hate that all of you love, and that's more my wheelhouse. But that's <laughs> so Bobby's wheelhouse. You
1: should hear this lineup of hatred. I got, so no. let's go. No, no, no. I don't mean that in a bad way. I know, it's just I know. you viscerally hate things at certain times. I do. You told me about a date, a blind date you went on with a girl. Oh God, and. What was the movie you mentioned?
0: Okay, so... The, God, this would have been... You don't have
1: to tell the story.
0: Mid-90s. I'll brush over the story. All right, but, it won't Because it it's actually a funny. Um, it was a blind date. Uh, it was set up by my mother, <laughs> rest her soul, and her Sorry. best friend, I'm going to need to stop snorting. These two old ladies that are now no longer with us, <laughs> oh, God. put me on a date with this gal's granddaughter. And her name was... Crystal, which oh I don't God. know why that, I don't know why that's funny, but it's no, it's funny, really fucking funny. So I took her <laughs> on this blind date. Very pretty, very very pretty, great, but a little like she was wearing like high waisted jeans. This was back in the nineties, man. No one was wearing high waisted jeans. No, except for, she missed the decade. Country singers, she girls. missed the decade. So I go out on this date with her. We go to this was back in the mid nineties when. Uh, Microbreweries were actually just starting to happen. Yeah, and we go to Farmington, New Mexico's first microbrewery called Three Rivers. It's still there. They yeah, still, they still totally make really is. nice beer. They they still do a good job. And that was the first place I had ever had microbrewed beer outside of Seattle. Right. And so we go there, and the first thing she does is orders a Coors Light, and I was, uh, I'm like, Oh, I love it. Oh no. So. <laughs> We're, hit. we're
1: we're we're batting a thousand.
0: So we order some food, I'm drinking a beer, she's drinking Coors Light. And we start talking about, well, uh, are we going to go see a movie? What are we going to do? We decide to go on a movie and she's like, "Oh my god, let's let's go watch Titanic. I've heard it's great or whatever." Right. And I'm like, oh. That seems like a lot. But you're
1: like, you know what?
0: Yeah, I mean, let's it's... go. It's James Cameron. He yeah. You know, shit. He had just done Terminator. And DiCaprio. Aliens, fucking, uh uh True Lies. Yeah, I mean, but the, the cast was amazing. His track record yeah. was great. I love Kate Winslet. Let's go. Love DiCaprio, blah, blah, blah. Fuck it, hey, let's go. Let's go see fucking Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, up until like two weeks ago, like... The fifth all-time, most highest-grossing movie of all time. I mean, oh, yeah. Like, yeah, Top Gun just blew it. <clears heart. throat> so
1: is Fast and Furious.
0: But, anyhow, so we go to this movie. By the end of this movie, uh, let me just tell you something about Titanic. It is dog shit. <laughs> 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 that movie is fucking awful. <laughs> I hate almost everything about it. At least in like the third act, you get to watch the ship break apart and everyone fucking dies. And that part I liked a little bit more. But that movie was unendurable for me. And it was like three and a half hours long. Oh, it's so so long. I get out into the car with Crystal and she's like, so what do you think? And I'm like, oh, I fucking hated it. I, I hated that fucking movie. Right. I, I, that, not my kind of thing. And she's like, oh, my God, I, that's crazy. I loved it so much. I was just couldn't wait to see it again. I was like, you already awful person. You've seen it. this movie and you already. you drug me to you this. dragged me to this fucking debacle. This three and a half hour marathon of a fucking stress test. So
1: <laughs> if this is indicative of what we're talking about, Ugh. Titanic being one of those movies where yes. people fucking blow fat ropey loads all over all over time all time over now what's another big movie that nope that is ubiquitously loved through time and space okay as being amazing this is so amazing <laughs> it's so universally amazing
0: Oh, uh, okay so let's i'll switch genres all right let's go to comedy okay there's a movie called Super Troopers. Right. I've which heard of it. Is so adored <laughs> and loved.
1: People Sean Moe, fucking right now love
0: is love this dying. movie. They He's, love it. I know. They're like that's the funniest shit I've ever seen. And okay. <laughs> See, and No, I will give you this. The first 10 minutes of that movie hysterical. So fucking funny. Right. And then for another hour and thirty minutes, nothing good happens. Okay. Period. Okay. And I know you have a differing. I do viewpoint. Super Troopers is exactly what
1: it touts itself to be. Other people make that movie bigger than it is. It was supposed to be a dumb, fun little romp. That's it. It Brian Cox was in it for fuck's sake. Yeah. What one, the of, fuck? um, one of one of the world's treasures was in it. I don't know how they roped that motherfucker in it. But you it it was during the time when you think about this all coming out, this is the big fucking Apatow years. This is um,
0: right in line with
1: 40-year-old Virgin. I was about to say, it's right before all that.
0: Like, it was kind of... Yeah, but it was... Like, Mike Myers was the king of comedy when this was coming out.
1: And we can talk about how unfunny some of his shit was. Um, Yeah, we could. We could. I think Mike Myers... And it's weird, because that poor guy for 12 years was considered the funny... Everything that guy touched was gold. Austin Powers... Um, So I Married an Axe Murderer. Well, that was... See, and here we go with nerd shit. So I Married an Axe Murderer. If you ask any fucking self-aggrandizing geeky shithead, that's the funniest thing ever made was So I Married an Axe Murderer. Because it's obscure, it wasn't well regarded at the time it came out. It's funny enough to be funny, but not funny enough to be lastingly funny. They're, they had moments in it and cameos in it, but you ask a fucking dickhead, and they think that's the funniest thing that ever got made. But then they shit on every single thing well, coming after that. To wit, yeah,
0: <laughs> I fucking love. So I married an actor. I
1: know you do. And I, I do, too. I love that movie. I'm, not, I'm just saying. It is saying.
0: hysterical.
1: It's funny, but, dude, go Clever, back and watch it. It's never fine. Never seen that movie before. It's fine.
0: Alan Arkin is amazing in it. Anthony LaPaglia is fucking amazing See in it. See what I'm saying? It's fucking amazing. And now you, amazing. you
1: go down the credit list, and these people... Oh, my God. Lorraine Braca, fucking amazing. Um, well, she's not in it. That's what I'm saying, though. You're like, <laughs> let's just... Yeah, those are B players in the history of American cinema, and they're fine. Was it funny? Great. Yes, it was. (laughs) It wasn't transcendent. It didn't change comedy in any way. But people talk about it in such high fucking regard, like it's like this life altering experience. And quite frankly, Austin Powers changed more for American comedy Mm. than that fucking movie. Every day, one
0: hundred percent, it did.
1: But people. In retrospect, dude, have you watched this new show called This Fool? No. Fred Armisen, who I think is national treasure. Yes. Um, One of the most unsung heroes of SNL was Fred Armisen. Um, Executive produced this movie, did not write. It's about the deep history of Mexican-Americans in L.A., And if you've ever known somebody from L.A. that's Mexican, that's not like being Mexican anywhere else. This is the Morrissey uh, gangster Cholo. It's a specific type of Mexican life. And it's amazing. Um, And it's that it's that same sort of biased, weird. It's funny. It's not funny. This guy gets out of jail after. 12 years, this guy's cousin, and he's still doing like fucking, he's still doing Austin Power jokes because it was funny when he went in and now it's not. And the hatred that he receives from Austin Powers now it might be it's it, nobody goes around anywhere and in anymore going sh- shag, baby, and yeah, nobody does that anymore in popular culture, but for the time that it existed. It was fucking huge. There's no yeah. getting around that. There's well,
0: none. And unfortunately, those films have That's become, who we are now. To a certain generation, those films have become very problematic. Because Why? Because of gender identity issues, because of uh, the misogyny, the overarching misogyny of the movies, because they've become not acceptable. So
1: is Spaceballs, then.
0: A hundred percent. So oh, there's a million of them, dude. There's a million. So it's um, uh, Blade, Blade Runner. Everything we not acceptable grew up anymore. with,
1: everything we grew up with, yeah. is unacceptable right now. Which kind of formed who we are. Yeah. Um. I get it. You can't make that movie now. It's not funny anymore.
0: Yeah.
1: It's not funny when you make fun of a trans person. That used to be a rooted oh yeah. baseline of comedy. Yeah. Well, Look after
0: our break, when we do our actual media segment, I'm going to talk sorry. about a new movie that I saw, and you hated it. I hated it because it's made for that generation of people well, a, where that's, everything we're gonna get has it, to fall in line.
1: We're going to get into why you hated that, and I'm very yes. curious. We will. But um, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, there's a lot of stuff that I think we dislike. By virtue of, we find it unfunny because you're not pushing the same envelopes or boundaries. Sure. So you're being safe. You're always so safe. Yep. And I don't know if you're able to create anymore without being safe, mm-hmm. safely. Um, I don't agree necessarily with Dave Chappelle's trans stuff that he's gone on sure. attack with. But I will definitely defend his right to be a comedian and say it. If he wants to lose audiences, that's his choice. If he wants to gain audiences, that's his choice. I'm I'm that's not my business, is to decide his outcome of where he goes with his comedy. And it feels like a lot with movie making, it's the same way. You can't be overly aggressive with anything. Gore, yeah. horror. Uh, science, love. You can't be too... What makes like movies like Ex Machina so powerful because they fucking went to a place that was so unlike a, what we
0: were comfortable with. Okay, like, so... Do you see what I'm saying? I do. Um, so instead of like, we can continue to talk about movies we love or movies we hate, but I want to know what society loves that you find abhorrent well that's a big word
1: no literally okay
0: abhorrent like what is what is something that you see out there that people absolutely love that you're just like holy shit doesn't have to be film it could be fucking music i
1: don't understand um btk
0: oh like like k-pop is that
1: k-pop I yeah. don't understand it. I don't get it either. Now, it's not because we didn't have fucking boy bands. Dude, new kids on the block, fucking like I grew up with that. I get it. It's not an it's not an original concept. There is nothing about that that is different from anything else in life. Not a single song will be remembered in 50 years. Yet they drop a song and there's Seventy-five million views in four days.
0: Right, right.
1: What is it?
0: What is happening? Yeah, and is it it. the
1: accessibility? We live in a different age. Like to be popular thirty years ago, you had to have tapes, and and I know we're we're fucking old men yelling at clouds, and that's not what I'm saying. I am saying there are very talented people. We we display them every week on this show, kids that are 20, 25, 30, that are putting out music that's important, that I feel is important, that Bobby feels it's, is important. This isn't about youth. This is about simply doing something that's derivative nonsense. And I'm not saying it's bad music per se. I just don't understand what the fascination is about. I don't see anything in that that I didn't see in fucking Sync 30 years ago. Sure. I don't see it. And... Maybe somebody can explain it to me, but I don't see the difference between Christina Aguilera and fucking you know uh, fucking Demi, fucking Lovato. and I don't those people have always existed through the culture of music, yeah, and I don't see the difference between in film. Everybody aping everybody else's shit, their concepts, their tropes. Right. It's just, it's derivative, dude. So when you and me see something that's like new or different, we freak out. Right. Because it's new or different. And maybe because back in the day, everything was new and different. Sure. So everything was
0: important. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of makes sense.
1: You know what I mean? Like, I I don't want to be like beholden to this. Like, it wasn't like it was, but like. Fuck, man. Let's go. Let's do something different.
0: Well, there's a mindset behind our media that we kind of... uh, I mean, everyone thinks they know what is best, right? Right. Because you love what you love. You're in love with the things you're in love with. I'm in love with Tom Cruise and John Milius and... Like, like a bunch Death. of shit that most people kind of are like, eh, I Cassavetes? I don't really know. Yeah. What, I don't really know what that's about. I hate Cassavetes. Mm. But like <laughs> you're a dickhead. I love you. I love you, but you're a dickhead. Go ahead. But you know, I mean, like try to show your child certain movies that you like these are the things I love. Like I loved Labyrinth. Do you think I could get my child to fall in love with the movie Labyrinth? It There's, a, no I showed There's no way. I showed my
1: child Labyrinth. And because she's a theater kid, loved it. Loved it. Now. Good for her. I yeah, she's showed her though. other things. Yeah. That we were beholden as truth. Sure. Like never ending story. And she looked at me and went, why are you showing me this yeah, that fucking movie's, nonsense? And that movie's a bit
0: of a nightmare. That's what
1: I'm saying. <laughs> but even old sci-fi, OG Star Wars, stuff like that. Yeah. It's a, You realize as a kid. My son
0: cannot sit through any of it.
1: No, you realize as a as a kid, when we were kids, we had the patience to sit through it because it was so spectacular. And we had to go to a movie theater to see it. And it was a big deal. And your parents had to take you. And you were so fucking in. And these kids can go click, click, click.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Uh I don't like it. I don't like it. And I don't yeah. blame them. I don't blame them.
0: Well, yeah, you can't be judgmental about it because, like, we didn't grow up... I mean, can you imagine, like... Having everything at your fingertips? I mean, first of all, I would have died of masturbation. (laughs) You almost did. At, like, 16 years old. You almost did. I would have been dead. You were on IVs. Dude, (laughs) you might remember this, but there was a comic book way back, way back, so... One of my favorite movies of all time that nobody else has seen since the '80s is Conan the Barbarian. But I was—we've already—and I'm not going to go through that. But I was—I yeah. was in love with Robert E. Howard. I read his books. My brother got me into his books. There was a Marvel comic book series like Conan the Barbarian is in the MCU. Yeah. Oh yeah. I hate to break it to you, they should bring him um, back. um There was also something even cooler called the Savage Sword of Conan, uh, never and was saw a, it was. Like oh, it was the big comic magazine? Like oh my god, I like, remember those. Yeah, like Rolling Stone Holy size, shit. full blown comic. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Black and white, all Ooh. pen and ink. It had tits. It had ass. Was that your first? It had fucking. Oh, I jerked off to fucking Savage Sword <laughs> of Conan probably before anything.
1: <laughs> that explains so much about you. No, it, I mean it all checks out. <laughs>
0: It all adds up. (laughs) It all adds up. I mean, yeah, but like those first like pencil, any fucking drawings of tits. Oh, my God. Oh, shit, something is happening.
1: Is this what women look like? (laughs) And the answer is no.
0: No.
1: no. And not because it's the women's fault. It's because men are a little bit weird when it comes to drawings.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Drawings. We are.
1: Ask the Japanese whether or not drawing is weird. They do it weirder than anybody's
0: ever done. Okay, so we're diverging a little bit. Oh god, that's okay. uh, yeah. Sorry, and that's okay. That's the no, show. I that's have a question. The show. I have a question for yeah, you. yeah. And we'll, then we'll go to break. Okay. There are times in life, as I've just alluded to, that you will watch a film or a TV show or whatever. But we'll stick to film. This has
1: nothing to do with reintended. intended.
0: No, nothing. But I love this it. Is, this I'd is a love better it. conversation. I love it. Can you think of a film that gave you such a Troubling hard on that it, it actually made you wonder why am I attracted to what's happening right now? Okay. Yeah. Take a beat. Right off. The, no, I don't Because I can need edit to. this.
1: There was a weird. God, this is so obscure. This I love is this. so revealing. I love this. There was. Okay, this is so weird. There was a movie. <laughs> this is so st- Howard the Duck. (laughs) No, (laughs) I nailed it. Um, There was a movie with C. Thomas Howell and Anne Margaret called Tiger's Tale. (gasps) I fucking remember this movie. And there was a scene where Anne Margaret was running through a field naked. And if you've ever seen Anne Margaret, she's a, a voluptuous woman. And I don't know if they that was her, but in my mind it was. And she, uh, that was my first, oh my God. A tiger's tail. Yeah. Wow. That was my first, oh my
0: God. Okay, so I'll, I'll throw a challenge flag a little bit. That was a
1: oh my God moment. Okay,
0: but is that troubling that you got a heart on watching Anne margaret and It was troubling. She's that a buxom lady.
1: It was troubling that. It was a movie about like saving animals and it wasn't overtly sexual at all. But you're just sprung. I'm just, I'm ready to go, my dude. I'm pole vaulting. Um, It was, it wasn't troubling because it was a bad thing. It was just, it wasn't porn. It wasn't like I saw. I mean, you can feel weird about jerking off
0: to Jessica Rabbit.
1: Yeah, that would have been I but, but in the end when troubling? you really
0: think about it. Nah, What's that? Tr- it's not okay. Troubling. Okay, they drew her that okay, way.
1: Okay, you go with your troubling and I'm going to find one of mine.
0: Tru-
1: Dude, trust me.
0: Okay, so. I got to go
1: I just had to go deep dig. That that was my first like, oh my god. Experience. No, and
0: I love that answer. I, I it's so, so weird. By the way, this is a weird sneak preview of the podcast. Whatever. But like so if
1: this is your first time listening, <laughs> it's yeah. not always like it's this. Not always like but this. it's kind of like this. So
0: here's one. This is one that troubles me. And maybe it troubles me in retrospect cuz actually it makes sense that I would be turned on by this. Okay. Um because as it happens, Lisa Bonet is really fucking Oh uh, no.
1: You're not going to go Angel Heart. Shh.
0: Oh sorry. You spoiling motherfucker. Whatever, dude. Of course I'm going to go Angel Heart. Really? So is that dude, your Is that, okay. that your thing? Okay. Cuz it problem. was so weird. So not only weird, the scene that I'm talking about <laughs> when she is fucking Mickey Rourke, that's weird enough. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. It gets better.
1: And there's like chicken
0: blood. You find out at the end of the movie, yeah, that Mickey Rourke's character is her father. Yes. And she is literally in that scene while first it's rain coming down on her and then it's like blood, blood. Yeah. And she's very naked. Very. <laughs> and, uh, this got her kicked off the Cosby show. Oh, I know. I remember. Yeah. But um, how good was Deneira? She's in that? screaming in the scene. It's hard to make out. Father. Like she somehow knows. Oh, God. It's you know so what what I mean? disgusting, dude. You know what I mean? Oh, sweet So I'm watching Jesus. just mad incest. <laughs> I, I carried that through my life. Yeah. <laughs> and, and yet it was Lisa Bonet. <laughs> she was beautiful. Who, come on. She's gorgeous. I don't even know if I told this story. No. You've never told this story? Where are we
1: at? Where are we at? <laughs>
0: I'm going to edit that out. So Jason Momoa, (laughs) I met him.
1: Right. He used to be a Durango regular. You'd find him at the ranch 15 years ago.
0: Now, I met him in Creed, Colorado, during a pond hockey tournament.
1: Which makes no sense to anybody who's ever lived in a a city.
0: It's a charity event. That's fine. And he's a... Philanthropist. He's a very sweet guy. He so is. he comes out to Creed, Colorado for the pond hockey tournament to do some fundraising and do some good stuff for people. Right. Also just to kind of hang out and be just amazingly sweet. Like a real fucking mensch. Yeah. This guy. And I meet him for I mean, dude, it's not like we hung out and fucking like became best buddies. I, I, I oh I, I know. Oh I, I know. I met him for a few minutes, and <laughs> the first thing that flies out of my mouth it was like I fucking love Lisa Bonet. (laughs) That (laughs) was it. She's the Nah, And that was his (laughs) wife at the time. That was, he was married to her at the time. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. She's a beautiful, beautiful woman. And he was like, yeah, I, I get that a lot. I get that I get lot. that a lot. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and meanwhile, everybody that meets him is like, oh, my God, you're so beautiful. All I, all I, so... I wanted
0: to talk about was Lisa Bonet. <laughs> I didn't give a fuck. I was like, I know you've been in stuff, but I just don't. I'm not aware of it. I'm not aware of it, Aquaman. Yeah, this guy told me you were famous. So this I was guy, whatever. like, oh, that's the guy that's married to Lisa uh, Bonet? Whatever. Holy shit. So you call him Mr. Bonet? Hey, Mr. Boner. <laughs> <laughs> Bonet. You know how many times I've wah-wah uh, <laughs> to your wife? You're <laughs> such a douchebag. No, I know. Anyways, okay. we should take a break. Heading back
1: to the subject of... Okay. Likes and dislikes. Ooh, okay. Do you know what I like? Yeah. I like when we take a break. In 2013, a motion picture version of the Broadway smash Cats was greenlit by Universal Studios.
0: In 2015... Zack Snyder was attached as director and in 2019 after what could only be described as an abject failure at the box office we are all left holding the laser toy now two years two hundred thousand tweets and two hundred million dollars later Universal is proud to present Zack Snyder's cats rise of
1: an empire with 15 new original songs written by Nick Cave and Kesha and eight extended slow-motion dance numbers choreographed by Rockstar Games. Zack Snyder's Cats will take you
0: out of this world. Zack Snyder's Cats, Rise of an Empire, coming to Peacock and every theater in Bradenton, Florida this summer.
1: Oh my God, I fucking love cats.
0: Okay, so I'm about to do our little call to arms. Build. Right. We just had this conversation outside, and now I can't think about anything else. So about, I want some input. I want some feedback from our about listeners. What? We were outside listening to that fucking train go by. I which hate is it. is so loud. I hate it. I hate it. We were talking about the fact that there are certain introductions in films to Ooh. certain actresses that are the sexiest thing that has ever happened. Or actors. And kind of, of course. And we didn't think of any actors. But, like, so I have, real quick, I want some feedback on this. 970-426-5344. Hey. 970-426-5344. If we can get some feedback on this. I thought of... Now, this is not just, like, the sexiest scene of a movie that a... a actress actor has ever been in this is how they were introduced to our zeitgeist
1: yeah brother
0: so i thought of a few charlize theron right in two days in the valley hot nobody's ever seen that except us that's crazy hot yeah salma hayek in desperado no in the white dress walking across the street so sexy so (laughs) sexy that was desperado didn't come out before yeah it did it did? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. From Dust Till Dawn came out after. Oh. I promise. Sorry. Um, how about Phoebe Cates? <laughs> Fast Times at Real. Fast Bond Times. Himes. Holy Hello. shit. Hello. I brought up one that you sort of eh, poo-pooed. Yeah, poo-pooed a little bit. Yeah. Dude, Cameron Diaz in the fucking I opening just, credits of I the just mask.
1: Didn't get Cameron Diaz.
0: When she walks into that bank. And Jim Carrey's like, what the fuck? We were all <laughs> like, what, what the, the fuck? fuck?
1: I, okay, I can respect it. I,
0: I got one more. It. What? Natasha Henstridge, Species. Species. The yeah. first time we had ever seen her, and she's just like, hi, here's my beautiful Scandinavian breast. Yeah. These are amazing. And you're going to see them for the next hour and a half. <laughs> amazing. Brad Pitt. Thelma and oh, Louise. Brad Pitt, Thelma and Louise. That is such a sweet pool. That's a good dude. Pool. How fucking hot was that guy? He that was fit as fucking. That, that, that guy's thing. fit, bro. Come on, he's fit. See, that's a good one. That's a, a good nice pull. So, if you guys have any other ideas, please nine seven zero four two six five three four four. If you'd rather send us an email, whiskeyrealatgmail.com. <laughs> if you're a fucking insane person, if you want to shoot me, um. <laughs> <laughs> some sort of dm situation on a <laughs> social media network at whiskey real for most things yeah, yeah that would be a good place to get a hold of us as as well. nadia would say
1: jesh. J- yeah, jesh. Jesh. Jesh.
0: Jesh. Jesh. all right man um let's let's dive into media real quick are like, we gonna
1: play the voicemail
0: i mean oh shit you're thank you thank you yeah I'm such an asshole Sorry. We got a voicemail this week and we always bitch about not having feedback and here we are. Here we are. So. our good friend. We just brought her up. Lovely, lovely Kylene. Kylene. Who just turned fifty-five from what she's telling what? me. What? I know, right? She,
1: we call that the Sammy Hagar. Yeah. yeah. I can't drive. I got ca-
0: fifty-five.
1: <laughs> I don't. It means don't, nothing. It means nothing. <laughs> it means nothing.
0: No, she's she's so fucking wonderful, dude. No, Kylie's a mensch. One of our most loyal listeners. She made me cry. Like, she made you cry. Yeah, just like a, giant, a few months ago. Just like a giant bitch. What like, a bitch.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You start bringing up daddy stuff and cats. I, I know.
0: I know. And I, it gets so me wonderful. going. And our good friend Kylene is actually in the throes of a new relationship, and I'm really excited for her. And because I love our people being happy, yes, that's really nice. So, but we're gonna play a quick. We did fuck with her a little bit last week's episode. So she she decided to call in and be like, "Oh, Oh. um, all right, right. let's go." Hey guys,
1: this is Kylene. First of all, Bobby, thank you for my happy birthday wishes. I turned 55 this year, and I feel fabulous. Um, My birthday was Friday, celebrated, and had the party on Saturday. Sorry you didn't make it. Secondly, fuck Billy Ray Cyrus. You think I listen to that shit, Aaron? No fucking way. I listen to very, very little country. I listen to a lot of different music and even some hip-hop. But I prefer things that I can dance to or sing to no you don't so i listen to everything no you don't pretty much oh, you stop it. <laughs> so, love you guys but no fucking dilly ray cyrus that's disgusting thank you hope you guys have a wonderful day love you both bye yes bitch we love you and no you don't stop it you don't listen to
0: the hip and the hop um, guaranteed. I, I love her. Uh, I love Kylie so I,
1: much. I I just like giving her shit. She's gonna put know, a boot uh, on my fucking car any day now.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you sure. better watch out. By the man. way, that, that girl has some power in this town. <laughs> she man. has some power in this town. <laughs> yeah, um, just ask Sean Mo.
1: I uh, yeah, Sean Moe knows he's the got power beef. of Kylie. He's
0: got beef.
1: He's got beef. Um, <laughs> but let's be honest. I, I put all those I, I I, want to be... I want to have somebody take me to a room. Uh, this is going to sound very sexual. It's not. Just tie me down and make me understand country music.
0: Yeah. I
1: don't... I wasn't raised with it. I never heard it. If this was something that I heard adjunct to my life. I don't know it. I don't like it. It makes me uncomfortable. I get it. Does that make... And I mean, I'm it sure doesn't th- make
0: me uncomfortable. I did grow up with it. I'm like, sure
1: there's a lot of hillbillies that don't get rap. And I get it. I totally Yeah, understand. that's mostly
0: because of the black people.
1: It's but I, like, mostly because of the banjos. <laughs> um, but thank you, Kylie. There is
0: a, a population in this country that finds black people a little intimidating and off-putting. Wow, that's weird. It's really weird
1: because... Yeah. Ding, 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 to my ding, experience, ding, ding. black folk
0: are just folk, and they're pretty fucking, like, a lot like us. <laughs> uh, well, weirdly enough, <laughs> yeah, it's you're weird, Bobby Noise. It's weird, right? Um, yeah. They fucking like... A lot of the same shit we like. They like a lot Very. of the same food we like. Yeah. They even like a lot of the same fucking music we like. Yeah. They use washcloths to wash their legs. That's and a cultural don't. That's a cultural difference. And you don't <laughs> wash your legs. Why don't you wash your legs? None of you your people wash, legs. Your le-
1: wash your legs. Wash your legs. Literally. Um, By the way, I said. skip
0: leg day in that sense. <laughs> I don't. I don't like take a washcloth and wash my legs, dude.
1: You don't take a loofah and wash your legs. I do now more
0: God. now that I've been shamed by Rex and like you should be shamed. I should wash your legs. I ain't trying to um, get ashy,
1: <laughs> Bobby. If I ever see you ashy, this is your pre-death conversation. If you're ashy, I'm burying you.
0: Oh yeah, no, I'm ready to be buried. <laughs> yeah, dog. Yeah, that's um, that, that's a wrap.
1: Anywho's,
0: um, we'd also like to know what you guys have been watching. We're going to talk a little bit about what we've been watching. Very, very little
1: because yeah, we we'll gave touch you a it.
0: bunch of dog shit.
1: Yeah, we'll um, touch on it. We, I,
0: I, I, I were you with She-Hulk? So I fell asleep watching She-Hulk last night. That's where I'm at. I like fucking, the first episode? No, 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 the second episode. Oh. I fucking love it. I think it's adorable. Okay. Now, I'm I'm a Tatiana stan. You are 100%. You're an I Orphan love her. Blackie? I love The Orphan Black. I know Amazing. you do. Amazing. Yeah. As my I- ex would say, Black Orphan. That show we used to watch. That's Super weird. Super weird. A
1: juxtaposition of words. <laughs> um, so I avoided Orphan Black because my ex thought she looked like her. So she watched it because it was narcissistic. And I just couldn't take it. So I never watched it. Yeah, I, You don't need to comment nope, on I what won't. I just said. I won't. Uh, but I'm giving you the facts. Facts, my dude. Facts.
0: I'm I'm comment free. Um, I
1: I would be. Um, (laughs) What I'm saying is this. I think She-Hulk, after watching the second episode with Rex, the first and second episode, we looked at each other and went, that was cute. It was so cute.
0: That's a really, really good word.
1: It was a cute thing. And Marvel's been dudding out a little bit. Like I know we had Moon Knight and that was really impressive. I know Miss Marvel was fucking amazing. Good but, stuff. But we've also had Black Widow. We've also had Proper the latest Thor, which hasn't really been moving needles Yikes. a lot.
0: Well, Super it's not, yikesy. It's not so good. What, it's not good.
1: So what so what the general consensus is amongst critics? Is Marvel's just pushing shit down a tube, and you're gonna eat it, no matter what's happening? Yeah, I don't buy that. I I'm not I, I'm not buying it either. I'm just saying what yeah. the British are saying, and I'm saying She Hulk has a lot of. F- gee, I wonder why it's a it's a female character. She's a lawyer, and they're wondering why she has so many issues with the 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 whole. Man versus woman in the workplace and the whole it's it's very strange to me why nobody can understand this, yeah, like she has a rant where she's talking about why why don't I get angry? I how can I control my anger? This is after Bruce and her are like. You know, on a beach, and he's trying to explain to her how to control your hulkness, and she's like, "Do you want to know why I am better than this than you? Is because I get catcalled, I get fucking admonished by guys that don't know as much as me for my job. I get, and these are real facts that women go through, and a lot of people look at that as pandering, as wokeism, and I." The way they did it in the show doesn't feel disingenuine or gross. Do you agree? I 100% agree. Okay. I think
0: it is cute. And they're making a point because the comic book property was very much this. That's what I'm saying. The character was... Before Deadpool was breaking the fourth wall and being fucking cute and being adorable, but also dealing with the fact that what she really wants to do is be a woman in the workplace. That is actually the basis of this fucking show. That's is she's literally like, Shit, now I'm a Hulk, and all I want to do is be the dopest lawyer.
1: I think the the break combs were... Th- people that are watching this and don't understand the comic book property think that this was just made for woke. Oh, we're gonna make this character and it's gonna be so woke and it's gonna be so this. Motherfuckers, if you had a problem with this character, you should go back in a time machine
0: 30 30 years. fucking years ago. 30
1: years and go figure it out then. You weren't complaining 10 years ago. 20 years ago, 30 years ago. You're playing you're complaining now that it's a Marvel property that's on television. Now you're upset about it. This is the same character it was then. They didn't create this for you, Tucker Carlson. They didn't create this for you, Ben Shapiro. This was a character that had been in the universe for
0: decades. And beyond that, this is a studio that has spent a decade plus feeding us male-dominant fucking entertainment. Right. It was Iron Man, Thor, Captain America, fucking Hawkeye. And they, as soon as you know, it went Captain Marvel, they lost their shit. Then everyone loses their shit. And they're yeah. Like, oh, my God. We can't even. What the fuck? Oh, it's a female character. C- Jesus. Do you? Incel. I just want to ask these people that are so upset about the wokeness of the MCU. Like, when's the last time you got laid, man? Like, do you even know how to talk to women? Jeez, I don't know. Do you know know how to interact and identify with women?
1: I don't know. Because let me
0: tell you something, my friend. Yeah. It gets you laid. And Just
1: saying. Just
0: supposing supposing that you actually identify with a woman and what they're fucking going through. Yeah, man. Sometimes they like that. And I'm not saying that as a pandering, what you trying to get in your pants kind of thing. I thought I just like women. Well, and I really well, like when women like me. Let's differentiate between
1: guys that th- this was the big rub was the male feminist thing, where I'm going to stand on a picket line and hold a sign because I want to get laid. There are those guys. Don't get it twisted. There are those guys but there're also guys that can just r- fucking recognize the power of what's happening around us and just be chill. Yeah. You don't have to be a fucking nightmare. Just be chill. Powerful women are fucking gorgeous. Just be chill, dude. Like I would I would hook up with She-Hulk in a second. She-Hulk as a character would is she kill stupid me? Stupid sexy. Stupid sexy. Because it's a powerful woman and that is attractive to secure men. If you were insecure, that seems to be a little daunting to have this towering (laughs) fucking strong woman over you. But if you're secure and you're real with your shit and you got your own shit going on, that's not a disincentive, man. Beyond Let's that, go. She Hulk
0: doubles down. She Hulk doubles down because it's like I can physically dominate you. And also, I'm I'm smarter than you. I'm a dope ass fucking attorney, and I can outwit you. And I, I, you know so, what I mean? Yeah. So
1: the the detractors of that would say they didn't build the character arc enough. They didn't they didn't explain to you that she was a good lawyer. The first opening sequence, she was telling her uh, subordinates, "quote unquote," her plan of action for an for a trial. So she's given her opening statement, and it was her paralegal, which works for her, and a guy in the office, which was the the guy, yeah, dude, yeah. bro, guy. Yeah. And so they kind of like pushed him out of the office. they were like, hey, wah, wah. "You don't know what I'm saying." There was a little bit of that fucking yeah, girl, girl boss shit going on. But that's. Can you not handle that? Is that too much for you to fucking wrap your head around? Well,
0: and it's a different medium. I mean, like these series go six, sometimes eight, sometimes ten episodes. right? Yeah. You don't have a lot of fucking time. In, so on let's Disney Plus. expedite it, bitch. You got to fucking make your point. Let's you gotta make expedite it, right it now. bitch. And and also, there's a certain level of like whoa, expectation that's put on the audience to actually know what some of the subject matter is, at which you can't do
1: that. You can't expect anything out of your audience because
0: the audience is. Listen <laughs> <laughs> so now, I <we> gotta. <laughs> God damn it! Now I gotta beep that word out. No,
1: I think. We're okay, now.
0: No, I gotta. I gotta hit control. Did we, we not? I gotta bookmark that. I
1: thought we. Okay, no, that word. Say, we
0: can't say that word. God damn it. We can't uh, say that word.
1: It's coming back.
0: We have really, really loyal listeners that actually have sorry. like disabled kids and shit. I'm sorry. So we have to be careful about that word because but I understand the context in which it's, you're saying it. What we're saying is like you would never say that word about someone that was mentally disabled. No. You would say it about your dumb best friend that fucking I
1: say it all the time about you guys.
0: Yeah. Cause you are. I know. I know. I know. Um Actually there's I, a very famous line in uh, Baby Driver <laughs> that is the best use best usage of the word of or, of these. Yeah. Um uh, it uh, says uh <laughs> was he slow? Was he slow? Great fucking great, great line. Great tag. Great line. Great tag. Anyway,
1: Baby Driver, if you haven't seen it,
0: Jesus Christ! Fucking, what are you doing? Shut this podcast off! Why the fuck? And go watch
1: that. What are you doing with your life? At least watch it afterwards. I'll give you the. I'll uh, give you the code to just shut it off. God. Um, That being said, I think this whole cultural war, woke, anti-woke bullshit. The, a lot of people that complain about the show complain about the writing and how like. subjective it is to wokeism and it just seems like such a political pull i i i I long for the days where we can just enjoy something without overthinking it by virtue of a political agenda this is done by a woman like the main actress in this is legit she's a legit really good actress guys.
0: Um, Emmy, s- uh, Emmy Award winning Yeah
1: Oh yeah Fabulous actress she's she not She should have won five She's not bad No And then you amazing. got the old Ruffalo ski Which Who doesn't like the Ruffalos Yeah who doesn't like Ruffalo Dude I put milk in my Ruffalos I got Every morning And I eat it with a spoon um, That being said There's right, one we- more thing Okay We it. need to talk about And then we gotta wrap It's Bobby's viewing of a movie we've never seen, and it's called Bodies. Okay, Bodies. God damn it, Bodies. I got to make this so fast. And And listen, we don't have to make fast. I could talk for three hours about this. Shut up. I I need you. I'm not going to say a word. You just talk about this, and then we're going to wrap it up with our pearls.
0: Okay, so I'll make this really quick. A24, maybe our favorite studio. I think. Right now, A24 and Bloomhouse are probably putting out the, Tied. the coolest shit. Tied. Um, when Especially when it comes to genre filmmaking and horror yeah. As, specifically. Yeah, 100%. A24 and Bloomhouse are at the studios. Neck and neck. They're doing the shit. Uh, so we got really excited. Friend of the podcast, Tig, got us tickets to this movie called Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. By the way, go on Rotten Tomatoes. It's rocking about an 87%... Uh, certified Fresh Rating. I hated this fucking movie so goddamn much. I hated it. I hated it. <laughs> now, was I <laughs> indulging in a little bit of mushrooms last night? Maybe. Maybe. Possibly. I don't know. Possibly. I hated it so fucking much. I why? normally love everything when I'm on mushrooms. Why? And I was just like, why is this movie so bad? Well, Without
1: I, spoilers. Tell so without spoilers, I
0: got to tell you this. One, it is the most unsympathetic movie I've ever seen. Like, there's not one character you can find in this movie that you will identify with. Well, when I say this, I'll caveat that. There's not one character in this movie someone of my age and of my experience would ever identify with. Okay. It's about kids. Okay. It's about...
1: 20-somethings. Thank you.
0: Yeah. And they go to a house party out in the blah, blah, blah... Pete Davidson shows up because, you know, why wouldn't you put him in a movie as great of <laughs> an actor as he is? <laughs> Honestly, God. he's the best part of the fucking movie. And I hate that son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, you do. I despise fucking I know Pete you Davidson. do. So, the movie is sort of a... Um, it's an old school, like, clue-like bottle episode of a okay. fucking horror film. Everyone's trapped... Yeah, yeah, During yeah. a big storm okay. in a house. Got it. And a, as you can guess, people start falling by the wayside and blah, blah, blah. You know okay. what I mean? Okay. That kind of thing. It's that concept. Yeah, I yeah. love the concept. Tropy. I love the concept. Yeah. It sucks. It, <laughs> <laughs> it's not scary.
1: Bobby's face is so good doing this. Yeah, I wish you guys could see. Yeah. How is about this. It's there's great. not,
0: There's not one moment in this movie that has any stress or or anxiety to it, much less fear. Right. It is. So it's not a horror movie. It is 100% unscary. There's <laughs> nothing scary about it. This it's, isn't Scream. It's a lot like Scream in the sense that it's very much of its time. Oh, Okay. This movie is of its time. Do you think it is there's dealing value with to it because it's of
1: its time?
0: Not for me. Okay. But for 20-somethings that kind of live the life that these people in the movie are Nobody living. Nobody lives that life. Then maybe there is. Only TikTok like, stars. I mean, I've been to house parties before. I get it. Yeah. It's just that nothing scary happens. You don't get attached or invested in is, any of the characters. And
1: I was asking you, is that the point? Think about it. It's possible. You, is it a
0: detachment? I mean, I guess I movie? could revisit that and and explore that. I'm a just bit. curious. Yeah. I'm asking. But outset for the most part, for me, no. I mean, I,
1: I, they're just gross I mean, people. You want? They're kill. just
0: gross people.
1: Do you want to kill them? Oh,
0: and there's a twist at the end, and it dog shit sucks. Okay, it is so. I'm gonna still watch. Dumb. It. Of yeah, no, you, I'm you, gonna you watch should it. totally watch it. Like, I think I everyone, hear. everyone should watch bad movies. That's yeah. the point of bad movies. Bad movies are awesome. All right. It's time. Yes. That it is time for you, Jesh, to clutch. Jesh.
1: I will say, first and foremost, I love my co host. He's beautiful. <laughs> He's a retard. And I'll say retard again so we can bleep it out because it just makes more editing for him. Oh, thank you. Because I'm an asshole. Um, I will say this. There's a lot of people 3,000 feet literally away that are drinking a bunch of beer and in mud. Literally. There's a beer fest 3,000 feet away, which I don't know what that works out to. 300 feet away. Metrically. That's probably a football field, right?
0: If that. All right. Whatever, yeah, dude. They're I'm not right good. there. I'm not good with
1: math. We could see them. Whatever. What I'm saying is, if you're going to be a drunk, fat shit, don't do it in mud. Do it on solid ground, brother. Just be a fat, drunk shit on your own time. Now you're on our time. If you're going to be traipsing through restaurants and fucking bars with your dirty, fat feet being just muddy horrors.
0: I'd like that. Don't do it. This week's episode is brought to you by Sam Juan Brewfest. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be fat shits for everybody. Mine's actually semi serious, but I'm going to keep it short.
1: All right, do it.
0: I had a thought today about like what is actually important in life. And I think there's. <laughs> do you want to
1: go through the Conan? No, no,
0: no we're not doing <laughs> that. We're not doing it. that. And um, the wind in my, my Yeah, The wind in my hair. <laughs> I, <laughs> I hawk at my wrist. I hawk at my wrist. My gods are the four winds. You're so stupid. You brought it up, bitch. I know, bitch. I know I could
1: tag you on that.
0: There's two concepts I came up with this morning while I was sitting in my garage drinking warm tea for some reason. Which is weird. It's become a whole thing. I'm I'm off coffee. Oh. So. Gross. I'm drinking tea. Gross. Because I'm an anglophile and I love Brett Goldstein. You're such a gross person. I know. There's two things. One... It's really, really important, obviously, to give help. We should help. Yeah. We should help the people that need help. We know this. Of course. I live by that. More importantly, what I realized when I was thinking about it is like, we ha- it's more important to get help. mm And we don't always get help. And we struggle and we, there's a vulnerability that comes along with getting help. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at my life now compared to where I was one year ago, two years ago, blah, 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 so on and so forth. And there's no reason that I would be sitting in this chair right now. I mean, I went through times when I basically gave up. So when I gave up, I did the smart thing. Thankfully, someone smart in my life that I care about dearly told me, dude, just get, get some help talk to somebody get some help so I got some help and yes it included therapy and it included some pharmaceuticals and it's hard man it's hard to talk to people it's hard to take antidepressants and get fat Mm. because that fucking happens yeah it does it's um, there's a lot of negative things that go into getting yourself in a place where you're ready to accept happiness as an alternative Mm. And there was a time in my life when happiness wasn't really an option. And I, f- thank God, had people in my life that recognized that and gave me the help of telling me I needed help. So I mm. went out and got it. So now I'm in a position where I feel like I can help people because I can just be kind and I can be sweet and I can just hang out and listen to you. Mm. Whereas, you know, a couple of years ago, I probably wasn't wouldn't have been that guy for you. 'Cause I was so caught up in my own fucking destruction and nightmares. And uh so I guess I'll yeah, if there's one thing I'll leave you with, give help and get help. Those are the two things.
1: Put it up your butt. <laughs>